0: Welcome to episode 206 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Hello. It is Monday night, July 31st, as we take one step closer to the end of summer and to the beginning of the worst Days of the year. For me personally, I understand there's a lot of McSauce podcast listeners and even podcast hosts that love the fall. They love seeing the seasons turn, and granted, we've got a whole month of summer left. But I am already mourning the end of, as the Fresh Prince would say, the summertime.
1: I can't wait for the fall to get here personally. So I'm not going to allow you to crap all over the fall because it is. The best you should like, fall. It rhymes with your name.
0: I, yeah, lots of people like it. I gave the disclaimer, Paul lots fall. of people are into fall it. McGinty. I'm not into it. Yeah, fall, fall good old oh, Fall McGinty.
1: Ian, do you uh, like the fall? I like October the best.
2: Um, I like the fall more ever since we got out of school, right? So that there's yeah. not that impending doom of going back to class, but right, yeah, I do enjoy so
1: many great the things happening.
2: I like. That football season starts, and hockey season, and basketball. And I like the sports calendar. Let's All be honest. Up.
1: Ian, you're
2: you're kind of a basic bitch. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. You like absolutely. your pumpkin spice lattes? Um, I would say not. I don't really like. Oh pumpkin. no, more of
1: a vanilla latte kind no, of guy. No,
2: no, no. I, I like my standard coffee. What I kind? Like what kind of frappuccinos coffee? Cappuccinos
0: and what's a frappuccino? Uh,
2: it's like uh, it's basically ice cream. And coffee it's is it it's cold? like a it's like a it iced
1: latte basically yeah right?
2: lots of whipped cream not not
1: like a cold latte, but like a like ground up um what's a latte a latte is Man. like steamed milk,
0: so and, it's like fancy coffee,
1: yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a cappuccino. and a frappuccino
0: is a cold fancy coffee,
1: yes, yes, not just cold coffee though it's actually like one of those blended ice drinks.
0: Gotcha. It has a machine that goes. Yeah, <laughs> or no, no, something. no.
1: That's the regular latte. The the frappuccino is made in a blender. <laughs> regular Michael Winslow <laughs> over here.
2: Paul Coffee Sounds McGinty.
1: Paul Coffee.
0: Oh, hockey reference for or, you or hockey we fans call, out there. Or should we call you Fall Coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Nah that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Ian, why don't you lead us into that's... housekeeping before we talk about Ben Affleck signing on to be the Batman for the rest of his life?
2: <laughs> yes, uh, com. We have podcasts. We have comic book reviews and comic strips. You can interact with us on Facebook. If you go there, we generally post all of our things from the actual website as well as some other uh, comic book related articles on the facebook page and you can also check us out on youtube or on instagram all of the social media outlets just type in mcsoss and i'm pretty sure you're gonna get us and you better uh, get
0: us i hope there there isn't a uh sauce masquerading yeah, I, out there. I, I don't
2: think so, man. If you type in mix sauce, you pretty much get us.
0: Matt, do you have a favorite coffee? What's your coffee?
2: We're we going back to coffee. Yeah.
1: Um, well, let's do coffee for a minute. Well, coffee I mean, tack. I like a nice me- medium roast. Uh, it, it could be really from anywhere. Uh, so
0: you don't get into the fancy stuff. You like a standard coffee.
1: Well, I do enjoy my lattes. Usually, when I'm working on artwork. I tend to work uh, satellite-ly. <laughs> and. Uh, Could and you. I'll... Satellitally? <laughs> is that the word satellitally?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is satellitally. So
1: whenever I'm working satellitally, I will usually do it from Starbucks. And uh, I'll bring my laptop and I'll do my uh, illustrating on it. And I like to get um, vanilla lattes. And uh, that makes me happy. Usually I'll go through like two, so, maybe even well, three. Uh,
0: why, the, why the latte while you're working on art but not like standard coffee time?
1: Um, I don't know. Maybe because I enjoy a latte better than a regular coffee, but it's a lot more money. It's, you know, like, three or four times a regular know. cup of How coffee.
0: How much is a regular cup of coffee? Two bucks?
1: Yeah, two bucks. It, lattes, well, six bucks? Lattes, probably around four and some change. It, this is Starbucks, standard pricing. SSP for those of you in the know. <laughs> so, usually I enjoy drawing better than my regular design work day to day. So that work, I think, only constitutes a regular coffee.
0: So when you were working on your new Spider-Man button art for the upcoming Eerie Comic-Con in September, yeah. you got a latte.
1: No, I actually made that while I was prepping for a, uh, a butt check and uh, I was not consuming anything at that, <laughs> at that particular time.
2: For those at home that don't know what a butt check is.
1: It was more of an uh, expectorant kind of uh, solution that I was ingesting.
0: You were flushing the system. Yeah, uh,
1: boy, let me tell you something. I've never cleansed before, but I might start doing it on a regular basis. Because you like
2: just the feeling of your asshole (laughs) expelling things. No, it's not so much that. sitting on the toilet for six hours
1: it's not so much that but it does raise the question like obviously there's a a soothing nature to it paul like i know that you've probably perused certain areas of the internet where uh sometimes people put milk up there and 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 spray it out
2: being very presumptuous of you (laughs) 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 to to say that paul might be interested in milk Enema porn.
1: That's it. Milk enema porn.
0: I have an extensive uh, internet pornography history. I have never, you've seen, never seen milk that? enema porn.
2: You yeah. really haven't? How dare you? Because you've seen saying. it, right? Oh fuck yeah! Okay. Never seen that, man? Huh? What's the What's the point of it? Because they shoot it back out. They shoot it back out. I think the milk color just is. Uh, is that to like the like the
0: Apeasing milk? To the eye. It's it's relaxing. <laughs> they, the like pouring milk over the titties and stuff.
2: I guess so. Yeah, like you but know, milk baths and yeah. yeah, yeah, It's the same. It's the same yeah, genre right. of milk, milk right. related. Um, debauchery. Yeah, I, I,
0: I. Yeah, that's not something that I'm familiar. with. I feel shame? Don't worry. Look at you both furiously looking it up. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to. I've. <laughs>
2: I've seen a lot of it, and I know about that well, uh, so it's just weird that you've never seen it before. I'm not saying yeah
0: i've in i've I've traveled long and far, yeah, but that's that's not something that uh that I was ever like hey i need to I need to see well this.
1: anyway, uh it's not so much the experience of uh the uh butt explosion in that you were referencing. it's more like just almost like peace of mind afterwards knowing. You are totally cleaned out. That's it. Just feels like kind of good, at least mentally. But isn't super it, weird, Matt? Well,
0: you know, I've, I've hey. Been if th- you
1: I, like carrying around, you know, pounds of shit within your bowels, that's on you. But I like having mine. I've all been through out. the
0: same process. I get it. But isn't it a lot different than an actual cleanse? Like a cleanse gets an actual cleanse gets like bacteria and all kinds of other stuff out. The, no idea, Paul. The I've never done it. pre-butt check cleanse just flushes. It just empties you out. It well, doesn't... There aren't any like other factors going on.
1: Like like uh bacteria killing enzymes? Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. know.
0: I don't, I'm, I'm not sure either.
1: What but, a weird yeah. podcast this is, Paul. What are we here to talk about tonight? We were talking
0: about coffee. Co- <laughs> you... You weren't drinking a latte while you were drawing Spider-Man.
1: Sometimes it's referred to as the Devil's Coffee, which kind of ties it back into that whole thing. But for me, I like um, you only.
0: uh, You can only pick one one style of coffee. What's it going to be?
1: Vanilla latte. Vanilla latte. That's my favorite. Ian,
0: number one coffee. Go for it.
2: Um, probably a breakfast roast of some kind. Oh. It sounds yeah. fancy. It's really not that. No, fancy. it's like the most basic fucking coffee on earth. <laughs> yeah, cream, it's, it's pretty much sugar. Your, it's your stick Yeah, cream and sugar. Ice cream. It's, it's it, No, no ice cream. No, it's like your standard wake up coffee. It's yeah, like probably what I have every day. Is, you know, and
0: can breakfast roast be black coffee?
2: Yeah, you Does can. Black just means nothing in it. Yes, right. Yes, and I do, um, on occasion, have black coffee just. To cut out sugar and like that's, I don't drink a lot of soda or pop, but the main source of my sugar intake is from dumping it all in my coffee in the morning. So to try to cut some of that out, I I just drink black coffee from time to time. I tried. I know this is super interesting to
1: people. I tried drinking black coffee. You know what? Everyone
0: drinks coffee.
2: So I think this is
0: probably, right. But I think this is probably more interesting to more people than you think because this is something everybody, everybody does, everyone drinks. Some kind of coffee, some kind of latte goes to their favorite coffee place. Matt, you were
1: saying? Well, I I tried black coffee uh, recently because I was like, I feel like I'm making my coffee too sweet and I need to not be such a, you know... Pussy. There you go. So I tried going with black coffee but just adding a little sugar to it, no cream... It was okay. I didn't. I still think I need cream and sugar.
2: I'm more likely to add some milk or some cream and no sugar than really? just sugar and, and black coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It,
0: well, I mean, you guys just drink what you
2: like. Um, because you don't need all that all the sugar that. Yeah, it's you, not
1: good for you. Like regular yeah. coffee is no big thing. It's like drinking water. It's, it's like it's, drinking it's bean water. Bean water. That yeah. sounds nasty. It's
2: bean juice. It is bean juice. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah.
0: So why not? Why not liven it up? Just it's too much sugar. Too much sugar. Because sometimes too much I caffeine. like the taste.
2: Like sometimes I like the taste of black coffee. That sounds gross.
1: You know, a beverage I've really been on a kick on lately is uh, ginger ale.
2: Yeah, ginger ale is like I a... I am on a
1: ginger ale kick. Yeah,
2: that's like a you're sick. Kind it of.
1: used to be, but now I just drink it for the yeah. just for the taste of it. I feel
2: like that's an old man drink. Is like, I just like my some ginger ale.
1: Bringing it back into comics, Bruce Wayne drinks ginger ale in wine glasses or champagne glasses to make it look like he's drinking champagne. Cause, um, Has the same look because Bruce to it, Wayne yeah. is straight edge. He doesn't drink or anything.
2: He's the perfect male specimen or, or human specimen.
0: See, I was always under the impression that Bruce Wayne could drink but he's such the perfect specimen that like bruce wayne can pound a ball of champagne and it has no
2: effect on him no i i always got the impression that he fakes people out
1: yeah right like in um even in the dark night he has the champagne he tosses the yeah the champagne out of the glass over the balcony because he doesn't drink um in that really awesome Batman Grendel storyline. They even acknowledge that it's ginger ale and his champagne glass. Remember the the Matt Wagner one? The, uh, what was it I called? know the of it. I don't remember. Devil's... It. Oh, crap. I forget the name of it.
2: You just read it, though, didn't you?
1: No, not in a long time, uh, actually.
2: We're just talking about that for some I know. Wait, yeah. yeah, I forget why we we're talking about it. Um. Yeah, I haven't read that one, but uh, there is pertinent Batman news... Or speculation. Um, that it sounded like news when it was
0: presented to us earlier.
2: Right. It's it well, it seemed like news, but I'm looking at the It was
1: I'm sorry to interrupt, it was called the Devil's Mask Batman. devil's mask
2: Batman Grendel. The only reason why I hesitate on this pause is because it hasn't been released on any of the typical websites that we know and trust. Your Hollywood reporters, your screen rants, things of that nature. It's I've only seen this Ben Affleck Batman news on Digital Spy and Movie Web and Movie uh Movie uh Pilot. So, well, <clears throat> he did
0: he did he was quoted from San Diego Comic-Con.
2: As saying that he was all in, but this news that yeah. was released a couple hours ago that uh Ben Affleck reportedly signs up for DC, EU's Batman trilogy and a future Batman Beyond adaptation or adaptation, whatever you would like to say, however you would like to say it. Um, that that's what has come out in the last couple hours. So um, yeah, I, I, it seems at at from the past couple of weeks and the speculation about him maybe not being all in and them possibly replacing Ben Affleck it seems like it's completely flipped around and that he is completely in and invested in the character and his portrayal of Batman <clears throat> it sounded like uh, <clears throat> there were some rumors
0: to be spread when the uh, directorial duties were passed to the guy Matt doing Reeves. the Batman Matt Reeves
2: Mm-hmm. Oh the direct I didn't then, director it. of yeah, War of the, the Planet The Planet of, of course, the Apes Matt movies.
0: didn't hear me talking. Like, he was
2: he me. was researching. Don't get too upset. Uh
0: yeah. Um it was uh, originally Ben Affleck was going to uh write direct and star in The Batman or whatever the first right, yep. Batman solo film was going to be. Then it got passed to Matt Reeves and there was talk about Affleck leaving being Batman entirely. But now, after Comic Con, after him saying he's all in, uh, Warner Brothers told him they want him all in, and like this sounds pretty, pretty legit. They've got a handful of movies lined up for him, and he was pretty good in Batman vs Superman. well. Bruce Wayne as Batman I think
2: he was a lot of people's favorite part or maybe their second favorite part of that film I I think the work that he did as Bruce Wayne and Batman was was pretty good I liked it
0: as hard as it is sometimes for me to separate Ben Affleck from a character he's playing mm-hmm. just because his, his Hollywood star has reached such heights that he's so recognizable as Ben Affleck at this point He's still the best on-screen Batman. There have there have been aspects of all the other actors that have been really good, mm-hmm. but no one's really encompassed the entirety of Bruce Wayne and Batman like Ben Affleck has.
2: Yeah, I think that you can buy the the Playboy aspect of it. You can buy the physicality aspect of yeah. Batman. Uh, he, he is pretty much the total package got a solid chin. I uh, I wish the
0: I wish the cow would be cut a little wider. Yeah. See a little more of that big Boston jawline. <laughs> but that, you know, that, that isn't on on Affleck. And you know, some people are just going to hate Ben Affleck because he's Ben Affleck. Uh some people are going to be beholden to other versions of the character. But like overall, the the way he looked, the way he carried himself I think he's he's the Batman.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to see more of what they're gonna do. Now, it seems like they had a script a while ago, a script that he was working on. I'm not sure if he had a, another I think writer. Him and Jeff
0: Johns were were working on something
2: for a while. And once he left as director, and Matt Reeves signed on as director. Matt Reeves typically, I think, writes his own movies. So. It wasn't surprising that he threw out the script or or really even like a um, like commentary on the quality of the script is what I want to say. I think he just wanted to do his own thing and tell his own story. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I'm not really sure. I haven't seen a lot of information about what they're going to do with the Batman. I think that they've walked back a lot of the Deathstroke stuff. I'm not sure if he's going to be in the film any longer or as major of a part as they initially had him playing. So it'll be interesting to see where they go and what they do with this new script.
0: Deathstroke would have been a really cool idea. Matt, I know you're not. You weren't incredibly happy with the way... A Spider-Man Homecoming flipped around a lot of Spider-Man's regular cast and, you know, co-stars. But bringing in bringing in a character like Deathstroke for Batman is a I think is a smart brand new way to tackle Batman and what he has to face in the DC universe as a whole. Yeah. As opposed to just fighting, you know, like the Joker or Scarecrow and like the Riddler the the standards that we've seen a bunch of times like this is this is a totally different take yeah. and i think it's i think it's a i think deathstroke compared to batman is a more realistic take than the batman bane analogy
2: well do we think do we feel like deathstroke is a batman villain no
0: deathstroke is a teen titans villain but deathstroke has garnered a lot of that good old anti-hero cred, a lot of that Deadpool, Harley Quinn juice over the last so many years that uh, Deathstroke's kind of become, you know...
2: A hot topic darling.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got his own book coming out. He's got his own team. They're all dressed in black and white. Uh, you know, he's one of the main
2: bad guys in Arrow? Yeah, so that gives him a certain cred with the audience, or a certain um, level mm-hmm. of uh, audience like they they kind of like realize that he's a thing and who he is and maybe some people can recall like, oh yeah, I saw yeah. that guy in Arrow. Like, I know who Deathstroke, Deathstroke is. Deathstroke
0: always seemed more legit to me. Like, I, I never bought the I, I never liked the Bane origin story that Bane was the bad analog of batman that what happens when a what happens when a genius with a you know perfectly sculpted body you know grows up in a horrible environment yeah. like the nature versus nurture aspect between bruce and bane like i always like bane was always a thug like bane always had to rely on the venom to get big and strong like and that undercut how smart he was because yep. if bane's really that smart he probably doesn't need to rely on a drug to get him to where he needs to be but um like deathstroke does have kind of dc's version of super soldier serum he's got an enhanced abilities a little faster a little stronger but it was never he's never been so on the nose as a he's big, got thug, like
2: bad. Guy. He's got like general superpowers. Like he has. He's like a little more durable, and yeah, like yeah. and is can, a little more strong than your normal person of that. Size. Yeah, but you can
0: shoot him with an arrow, and it's going to pierce his skin. Like, and even even Deathstroke's first story out the door was he's going to kill the Teen Titans because his <clears throat> his son was a Teen Titan. And got killed. Mm-hmm. So Deathstroke doesn't think teenagers should be doing superhero things. So he's he doesn't going doesn't to think kill them all. Playing adult that's games. it. That's his deal. So he's going to go. He's going to go train them by being their biggest villain mm. to get them up to speed. And if they don't make it, they don't make it.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that about Deathstroke. I don't have a ton of Deathstroke knowledge. Um, the
0: the most the the biggest Deathstroke knowledge is. He had a mole on the Teen Titans, Tara, who was underage, and he was fucking her brains
2: out. Ah, oh, wow. What yeah. a what a terrible P- pedo- guy.
0: The pedophile of the DC universe. <laughs> nice. They're probably not going to cover that in any future you, you, DCU movies. You never but know. It might get is, risky. That is DC lore. It's,
2: wow, it's, that's deep. <clears throat> well, you could get away with stuff back in the 70s and early yeah, 80s. Yeah, it's, it's
0: crazy the stuff that... The stuff that these companies could get away with, like, uh, like Tony Stark's Tony Stark's drinking problem, that's just disappeared. Yeah, you know, it's, the, it's just a couple banners in the here bottle and there. that goes away. Yeah, like you know, all that stuff just gets brushed aside. It's just old old yeah, comic you had to books. Take but, a time out for quite a you while. Know, like was, Arsenal's heroin addiction. Yeah, and well, Green I Lantern, mean,
2: Green Arrow. There was a point when comic books were such a inclusive part of. You know, youth and teen culture that they felt a responsibility since they were talking directly to that audience to maybe try to include some some kind of actual message. And I don't think it's like that because comic books generally are, I, I guess, are either talking to old guys like us and or like really really young kids about you know how magical friendship is.
0: Yeah, like so, like I I whenever whenever i saw the the i guess it was like a behind the scenes shot of joe manganello as mm-hmm. deathstroke i thought oh that's that's really cool that's a really cool way to go like i think deathstroke is a better analog to go up against batman than bane i was like i like bane in the sense of bane is brute force yeah. bane shoots himself up with venom and he is just a monster that so it's it's brain versus brawn, him versus Batman. Yeah, I like that aspect of him, but the whole like Bane's just as smart, he's just as big of a genius, it's he's just grew up in a different environment. That wasn't as interesting to me, yeah. But Deathstroke's always been his own character, he hasn't been tied to Batman. He, his when they wrote him, when they created him, he wasn't something to be played off of Batman, it, just naturally, the way the characters grew. In the DC universe, on their own, they became close to each other, and they and it got to the point where you look at both characters and you're like, "Oh, these guys, these guys are a really good fight with each other." Yeah, because you know, Deathstroke, smart, not Bruce Wayne, genius levels, but really smart, really bright guy. A little bit of super soldier serum going up against the perfect specimen. Like both of them are essentially like. Hyper humans. Mm-hmm. That's a great matchup, and just like Spider Man Homecoming, changing around the supporting cast, the antagonists. I think it's a really good way to write a fresh Batman movie.
2: I guess it does open up the Batman, you know, like open up the the DC universe to more avenues and do different things. And if all um,
0: this stuff takes place in the same universe.
2: It's a good way to open it up. Yeah, the the only thing that I, I would say to that is that Batman does have the best rogues gallery in all of comic book fandom, so it's a shame to not use any of them. Um, maybe you could get some other guys in there, but I I, I don't dislike them using Deathstroke. Do you want to say it, or do you want me to say it? Um, You can say it. Go ahead.
0: Matt, you've been awfully quiet over there.
1: I wanted you to get get your thoughts in, and I wanted to take it all in so that way I could react to it because I don't think I agreed with much of what you just said. Uh huh. First of all, I like the original Bane, the way that he was created by um, Chuck Dixon back in the. I guess you're it would have been the.
0: You're a child of the '90s. You're
1: beholden the 90s. to sentimentality
0: and nostalgia, so that's not surprising.
1: I let you rant for 20 minutes, man. I can't get in like 10 seconds worth of a thought without you interjecting. You can, but I'm going to converse with you while you do it. Okay. So, uh, yes, I do prefer the original version. Uh, If you prefer the brute force version, hey, they got Batman and Robin just for you. Because that's what you're saying that you like. Me, I prefer a more (sighs) cunning villain that also has the edge in power and strength. Um, you know, it's like Batman's met his match intellectually, but he is outmatched physically. So how's he going to overcome this? I think that's way more fascinating. Granted, that kind of is what Deathstroke is, but Deathstroke never exactly felt like a Batman villain per se. He was almost more of like an anti-hero, right? Um, he was almost for years to me he was kind of like the punisher of the DC universe. That was, was always kind of like my take. It was almost like, what if captain America was the punisher and that's what Deathstroke was. Yeah.
0: He was always uh, in that mercenary vein.
1: Yeah. And, and there was a story that I read. What was it called? Um, it was back in the, it came out, I think in the eighties. Um, but I, I read it in the nineties. It was, it was, um, part of the Deathstroke the Terminator series it's called City of Assassins and it went from issue six until issue ten sharply you may have read it it was it was when Deathstroke fought Batman and beat the shit out of him Batman never had a chance against
2: him I don't really remember I I wasn't a big DC guy back in the 80s and 90s so I don't really I knew of Deathstroke I knew of some of the uh the books that he was in but i didn't really buy anything outside of some random batman stuff, mm-hmm. some robin here and there, some superman like i didn't buy any dc i books. thought it was
1: really interesting to see batman get get beaten so badly. Usually you don't see the hero get get creamed like that, but it was in the deathstroke comic book. So you know, in the, uh,
0: title character,
1: right. In the, in the Punisher comic book, they turned Daredevil into a sobbing bitch. So I, I guess that's kind of just something that happens in comic books. Title character just gets over on everybody else, but, um, I'm turf, man. Yeah. But yeah, as far as Bane, I, I love Bane. I think Bane is a great character. Now I don't necessarily want Bane to be the the main bad guy in the batman movie but i certainly don't want it to be uh deathstroke either ian you made a good point batman's got arguably the best rogues gallery in comic books that's probably
0: something the three of us can agree on
1: probably
0: yeah would someone disagree with? well
1: i think spider-man's is a lot closer than we give it credit for being a
0: lot closer isn't better
1: well, if I really had to sit down and analyze it, it maybe would come out on top, but at Spider face Man value, would? yeah, at face value, without really thinking about it, making a list, <laughs> checking it twice, maniac. I'm going to go with Batman. So, I mean, if I had to, Paul, I could I could formulate an argument and bring it next week and, and you know, probably make a strong case, I think. But anyway... Batman's got the best rogues gallery. There's so many great characters to choose from and they kind of like sidestep it and and they were going to go with Deathstroke and it, it just doesn't make sense. You know, I feel like the first Batman movie that's going to kick off a trilogy now that Ben Affleck has signed up, it makes sense to go with the Joker. You know, it's not like they have to For build... the first one? Yeah, it's not like they have to build up to him or they have to build up to Batman. We've already seen each of these characters... In, in other movies. They've already been established. It's time to see them. You know, it's not like it's not like even though we've seen the Joker before, I don't feel like we're rehashing anything. I mean, we have Ben Affleck playing Batman again. Well, if we're so tired of like these things and we need to change it up, then why not just jump right into Terry McGuinness and go with Batman beyond? The reason is because you can do a completely fresh take with, you know, existing uh, tried and true characters that don't feel like rehashes. I mean, nothing about Jared Leto felt rehashed. You know, I didn't necessarily like it, but it was definitely fresh. It's just like nobody complained about Heath Ledger being too much like Jack Nicholson. Those were completely different takes on the Joker, completely different takes on Batman. And I, I would like to see legitimately a full movie where we get to see the Joker against Batman with these iterations. Right out of the
0: gate though. Why not? Because j- the the Joker is the Luke Vader Death Star 2 finale. Okay, that's fair. Like I I think if you're going to much like the way DC keeps pushing aside really great Superman villains. Mhm. They keep pushing aside really great Batman villains. You could get a really good Mr. Freeze story, a la the animated series Mm -hmm. with Mr. Freeze and Batman. You could get a really good Clayface story, a la Spider-Man 3, when the way they used Sandman. Mm -hmm. There are ways to get a really good, powerful, emotional movie. With Batman's villains, because all Batman's villains aren't maniacs. A lot of Batman's villains, you can really sympathize with. You can get behind. And all leading... So give me me Mr. Freeze in the first movie. Give me Clayface in the second movie. (coughs) All with the B story of the Joker in 1 and 2, leading up to the final showdown in the third movie, where everything builds to that finale crescendo.
1: like I don't think that's the right analogy, though, Paul, because I don't feel like each movie is going to be building toward the Joker-Batman confrontation. You know, Joker might not even be mentioned in the first Batman movie if they're going to go that route. Like the Christopher Nolan movies, for example, were very self-contained, even though they were part of a greater story. As far as the villains, they felt very individualized. Now I know they tied the third one back to the first one, but they still felt pretty compartmentalized. I think a better analogy, I think would be look at the Rocky movies. Each one had a very colorful, larger than life villain for Rocky to fight. You know, you had the, the flashy showboat, uh, Muhammad Ali style and Apollo Creed. Then you had him fight I don't know, I guess at the time Mike Tyson wasn't even a name yet but the Mike Tyson style uh, just angry, nasty brawler in Mr. T, Clubber Lang and then finally you had the steroid-enhanced champion of communism and socialism, Ivan Drago. All really strong characters. I, I don't... I mean, Apollo Creed's like... Rocky's Joker. It's his most famous adversary, right? Only at the end, Batman and and the know. Joker don't you know team I know. up. I mean, like, do I don't remember do you the think Joker that... training Batman?
2: No, no. There was no uh, embrace in the sand between <laughs> Bruce Wayne and the Joker. I don't, I don't think, know. Do you think I that Ivan like... Drago might be like people know Apollo Creed, especially sure. now with the the follow up? I think that history probably looks at Apollo Creed a little bit like he, sure, you know, he was his adversary, but because he became not only his friend, but like uh, a sympathetic figure and Rocky's reason to go to Russia and fight and then later train his son. You know, like I think it sort of like changes that dynamic where Ivan Drago probably will always be the you, just like the the like ultimate villain for Rocky to go up against for political reasons and just stylistic the way that Dolph Lundgren looks compared compared to Sylvester Stallone, uh, they're just it's it's so drastic.
1: Yeah, but each one of those characters, all three of them, Apollo, Clubber Lang, and Ivan Drago, mm-hmm. all had very distinct looks, um, mm-hmm. and and they. In their own ways, felt like like gigantic. You know, like I agree with you. Huge sure. characters. Yeah, and I, sure. I hear what you're saying Mr. Freeze
0: and Clayface are just mirror images of each other.
1: Same power set, same look. I mean.
2: Oh, by the way, we're leaving Tommy Gunn completely out of this. Yeah, I apologize.
1: No, I don't. I don't know what your point was, there, smartass. So you can try it again and try to make sense this time. You're talking about like
0: each each of Rocky's. Each of Rocky's, you know, antagonists in those movies right. were large characters. Right. They had big personalities. Right. Are you... Like, well, Mr. Freeze, Clayface, and the Joker right. all have big, indistinct... Right. Um, or indistinct. Big, distinct personalities. Sure.
1: Agreed. I You're missing my point. I was, All with wh- different motivations. Right. You suggested that hold the Joker for last because that's the Ivan Drago, the last one. Cause we're not counting Tommy gun. I'm just saying like, to me, I would say the Joker was more like Apollo Creed in terms of like, just maybe I'm wrong, but I look at him because he's the main adversary that Rocky ever faced. He fought him twice. Um, you know, he was, I just I think of like him as the main opponent that Rocky had. Now, that it doesn't matter. The point is like they were all really good and you it doesn't matter what order. It doesn't change the the importance of them or the influence of them. So why
0: are you fighting for the Joker to be first if it doesn't matter the importance or the order?
1: Well, I'm just saying like you don't have to save him for last. Like you can still put him first and you can still put quality unique villains after that that aren't going to feel like oh well we blew our load in the first one
0: here's why I would save it for last because we are in an age of trilogy movie making everybody knows Batman and the Joker are each other's chief adversary everybody we would get two movies of build up done well fingers crossed Warner Brothers and DC to really make that happen, to really build the anticipation, to get to the final the final battle, right we get i mean like it worked in the original Star Wars trilogy. you get a sense of Darth Vader, you get a failed shot at Darth Vader, and then you get to beat Darth Vader,
2: and you can have. And you can have the Joker in each of these movies, sort of, like, even if it's just, like, a looming presence or him actually be in the movies for, like, a cameo or here and there, but never come face-to-face yeah. face with Batman yeah, then, until the third film. Like, anticipation and and building that story. I think that is something that you could do. And no matter, I don't know if they're going to no do No matter
0: it. how great Batman's rogues gallery is going to be, Joker is the king. He is the undisputed... King of the Rogues really. Gallery, he's the what? He's the Clown Prince of Crime, right? So yeah, like you can you can roll out, you can probably re- like I I really like Clayface, I really like Mister Freeze. You can supplant those with other Batman villains that you could get just as good of a story out of. But the Joker is the Joker, like right? So I think I think you really you're gonna get your most bang for your buck making a trilogy, which is what seems to be in place. A trilogy. You're working on three movies. We're not working on, hey, let's do this one the best we can, and if we get another one, then we'll just worry about that then. Like, this is ha- three movies are going to happen no matter what. So you build the story to the full anticipation, the huge, the best climax possible, which is Batman versus his greatest villain.
1: I understand but they've already played their hand. We've already been introduced to the Joker. I I think that I think that they need to address it sooner rather than later as well because I I don't think it was all that well received.
2: Well, it say that what I'm thinking they're going to do is they're going to tell this in a prequel style. So we're going to be seeing this relationship in the past. So maybe we get to see a different version of the Joker and a slightly different version of Batman yeah. before the version that we got in Suicide Squad. Right. So in that way, the studio can tweak around things right. that clearly didn't work for the fans or for what, the actors or whatever.
1: Yeah, and, what they could do, actually, they could start the first movie as kind of the flashback and have have it almost pick up in the middle of action, maybe the death of Robin. And then maybe Batman puts away the Joker and then it gets into the story proper, whatever it ends up being. Let's say a Mr. Freeze storyline that picks up years later. Then in the third movie, then Batman has to deal with the Joker.
0: Yeah, I expect Joker to be the the through line of the entire thing. While three three individual good stories are being told around it. Mm -hmm. But being... The Joker character being what it is, Jared Leto can play that however he wants from movie to movie. Yeah, we could get a
2: different version in this, like, Like, I would think that we will get a different version the next time we see the Joker. It's going to be tweaked around a little bit because... Like, there's, what do you
1: mean? Try to be more
2: specific. <clears throat> well, I'm I'm not an actor or acting coach, so well, I don't. Okay, uh, like, maybe to be I, that I,
1: specific, whether you're nuanced, but I mean, what do you think's going to be different?
2: Like, I I doubt that it's going to be the like sleazy, like strip club owning gangster <laughs> version that okay. we got. I think there's going to be a lot more polish on the Joker that we see the next time, um, and which is leaning into it It may be a flashback version, and it and we might get to see how he got to be like in my estimation like this shitty version of the Joker, yeah, um, I don't... because there's so much story that is left untold by the stuff that we've seen in b v s and suicide squad there's a lot of history that they need to cover that they have full range to go back and maybe change things around
0: i don't know if I don't know if we'll get it, but that's just speaking to my. Um, my uh, no vote of no confidence in the your, way Warner Brothers general handles these characters down. but the Joker as a character allows himself to be a variety of different versions uh, Jared Leto doesn't need to play the character the same way he did whether it's 10 years ago whether it's the day before
1: Wait, why wouldn't I mean, you can't just suddenly show up and be like, "You know what? Do Heath Ledger instead." Like, you can't do that.
0: I don't I I don't think it can be that dramatic. I think it would but be But I think it can there can be a shift and the way the way he laughs, his his cadence of speech, uh the way he handles people around him, there can be different nuance that harkens back to different versions of the Joker because, like, if if you take something like Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's comic version of the Joker, there's been a Joker around for a billion years. The Joker's Pennywise and their nonsense version of the fucking Joker. So, but, like, aside from that, the his, the larger historical nonsense that I disagree with, the Joker as a character doesn't even know who himself is he's all over the board so you can have uh you can have a subtle but strong change between movies between timelines and it's like i think there's still hope that someone can say jared leto just be mark hamill and in the next movie he can be mark hamill and it's not going to be Like, oh my god, what the fuck is happening?
2: Because I think as much as he tried not to do it, he did do some sort of version of the Heath Ledger Joker. Like, it was sort of like that. And I think that you can recalibrate it and still have the same actor pull off something that is recognizable as the Joker, but not be the same way that he did it in Suicide Squad.
1: Yeah, I guess you you have to be careful not to deviate too much. As much as I kind of wish they would, if it's a sequel, you know, continuation of the story or prequel, whatever, it's Mm the same guy. Like, you can't go too far or else there's a major disconnect and it's not going to feel like it's, you know, this thing. It's it's almost like, what's the
2: point? I think they could still course correct with the same actor doing a a slightly different version. Slightly. I think that slightly would still... Jared Leto's not a bad actor. He could get a good performance out of a slightly tweaked version of what he did. I would in be Cinecraft.
1: interested all, as well to see what a different director could get out of him, That's too. true, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, look, I don't know why we're making a big deal out of Matt Reeves, number one. He's going to direct the whole trilogy? Is that... I don't know if we making a big deal.
2: Yeah, he it it seems like he is going to direct the, the trilogy. Whole. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're making a big deal. I mean, we're well, just Well, I don't know that. if
1: we at the McSauce comic book yeah. podcast are making a big deal, but I feel like when I read shit, it seemed like Warner Brothers made a big deal about getting this guy. You know, they they shit canned a, a, an Academy Award winning director actor in favor of Matt Reeves. Um, I I yeah, and and Matt Reeves made some Planet of the Apes, and he made Cloverfield.
2: Yeah, I mean he those Planet of the Apes movies seem to have done fairly well. Yeah,
1: I agree, um, but like, who watches those and say this is the guy we need to do Batman, and if we don't get him, every all else fails. Like, I don't seemed- think
2: anybody says that, but maybe they say that this is a guy that can steward this property. People that have had conversations with this guy know his process seeing how he's shepherded the planet of the apes franchise from pretty much like no interest into a trilogy of movies that have made well, a lot he of only money did,
1: he only did the last two he didn't do the first one
2: i thought he did the first one as well he did I'm, not are you sure yes okay who did the first one i don't remember the name all right well let's go back and look before we go any further because i'm pretty sure Matt Reeves did the entire trilogy. Okay, what's the first one called? Uh,
1: it's called Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That's the one with John Lithgow and James. Yeah, Franca. you'll notice that it is not in Matt Reeves' <laughs> IMDb uh, directed movie list.
2: Well, let's let's go to the filmography. I'm
0: gonna need, filmography. need you guys to crank up the condescension because we haven't had nearly enough of it. Tonight. Yeah. Right. Tonight is essentially condescension free after last episode. Maybe there wasn't a lot of condescension last episode. It was just unnecessary rage. Hmm. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't know where that came
1: from. I know where it came from. (laughs) It's in your hand right now. Oh, I don't think so.
2: Let's see here. Maybe. (laughs) Well, I guess I'm wrong. Rupert Wyatt. Holy shit. Apparently did it. So. Did Ian just admit that he was wrong? He did. did well, he mean, try
0: there to,
1: no. Did he not try to spin this? I, no, I've, <laughs> I've admitted
2: that I've been wrong before, but I thought that it's
1: okay. So Matt Reeves directed the the second one and the third one. The third one, which are the two more well received movies out of the trilogy, uh, it it also seems like I think they made the most money. I saw the first two. I thought they were okay. I didn't love either one of them. I didn't hate either one of them. They were very different movies from one another. It seems like the third movie looks a lot more in line with what the second one was Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I hate these titles Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. There's too many of those in there. War for the Planet of the Apes. It's just, it's too much.
0: What would you name them?
1: I have no idea. So the first one was Dawn. Rise Rise,
0: rise Dawn and War. That's yeah.
1: another thing. Does does Rise should that come before Dawn? Um And right. is it the same thing? Sunrise, uh, Dawn, I don't know. I might
0: I might be on your side here. I think I think it would make more sense if Dawn was first. And then they're rising. Right. And then they're warring, right? Because dawn is kind of quiet and unassuming, as opposed to rising, which is active.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: F- fuck Matt Reeves. Are you kidding me? This is who we're entrusting the Batman franchise <laughs> with? Can't even dawn of the, the Batman. <laughs> yeah, right. What a fucking Batman
1: joke. rises again. Uh, <laughs> Batman rises
0: into the dawn of the war.
1: God help us! And hey, what are you right.
0: doing over there? Your fingers are just blazing over oh. that iPad. Well, I'm trying to find a loophole that I well, can. Well, no, still because say I, Matt
2: Reeves directed the first. I listened, one. I listened to uh, an interview with Matt Reeves, and he said that he was brought on to direct the first Planet of the Apes movie, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and it looks like. So he lied. At, at it looks like at some point, Rupert Wyatt was no longer attached to that. They only had a limited amount of time and they brought Matt Reeves on. I'm not sure if. So, this was a Ron Howard situation? Yeah. I think that that may be that Rupert Wyatt still gets full credit, but more like a. Uh, Joss uh, Whedon. What? What? Not, J- Joss Whedon or uh, what Schneider? happened with um, Rogue One um, where they brought somebody in to like shepherd the. Uh, ma- the majority of the post production yeah. and the reshoots and then handed it off so what i'm saying is that i'm not fucking crazy and i didn't just accidentally say something i heard him in an interview say this and i was like oh okay that makes sense
0: i knew it was too good to be true when he said he was wrong <laughs> i knew there was going to be an
2: asterisk <laughs> i'll find the i'll find the pod that we can <laughs> <laughs> that we can direct everybody to that uh you. So, so you can so you can hear him say it himself
0: is is Matt Reeves uh directing in question do we not think he can handle the batman
1: I just I didn't exactly understand why he I feel like people are making kind of a big deal about him being the guy and I said, you know, made a couple planet of the apes movies that I thought were were good but no better than good um I don't feel like there he brings a whole lot stylistically to the to the character, you know. We've had Tim Burton do it. I see what you're saying. We've had mm. Christopher Nolan do it, and they bring a certain style. It's almost like you especially a Tim Burton movie you could spot from a mile away and Batman's a very stylistic character. It's easy
0: it's easy to put the word visionary between or before Tim Burton. And Christopher Nolan, yes, because they are yes. No one's saying visionary director, Matt Reeves.
1: At least not yet, right? I
2: maybe I mean, this is maybe this is his calling. Zack Snyder. This is what happens?
1: Visionary. Yeah, Did we say true.
2: visionary for Chris Nolan before um, Batman Begins? I think only they had said a... that
0: after Memento, because Memento is still hailed as his best work.
2: Yeah, I mean, he only had that in like maybe two other films under his belt at that point before he was given the reins to Batman Begins, so I don't know. I mean I I, th- I feel like
1: Christopher Nolan didn't become a superstar until The Dark Knight.
2: I agree.
0: I thought he didn't become a superstar until Inception. The Dark Knight. All right. Like I I I don't have a horse in this race. But aren't there bones to be made in a Batman trilogy? Like I mean like are you guys really worried about Matt Reeves? Don't you want to believe no, that? No, I I don't. Like this is where his oh. career is really going to take off.
1: Could be. I I guess I just didn't exactly understand the perceived hype. Perceived on my own end. Like I don't maybe it's that's not fair, but I felt like he's kind of being hyped as like this this I don't know, somewhat savior of Batman. He's coming in replacing Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck and everything. I just feel like Is he writing it now? He's writing it and he's directing it. Like they're throwing away an Academy Award winning director and writer. Don't forget Ben Affleck also won for best screenplay for Goodwill Hunting. Like Yeah, I, he, I remember. He like is majorly accomplished in movie making, well beyond just acting. So if you're going and not only that, he's a big comic book fan. Granted, I was never down with the whole deathstroke thing, so I'm actually kind of glad that they're throwing that out cuz that just didn't appeal to me. But when you say we're getting rid of him in favor of Matt Reeves, I'm like, "Oh, really? Like what what why?" Uh, like what is it about Matt Reeves? Did you think Cloverfield was that wonderful? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like,
0: when you put, no, I mean, yeah, when you put it that way, uh, like, I'm, I don't, I'm not here to question Matt Reeves' directorial prowess. What are you here for, Pop? But, like, I didn't realize Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck, fans of the genre, of the character, have been pushed aside for Matt Reeves' screenplay.
1: Yes, they have, and that's exactly what happened. And that's not to say it's not going to be good because I think it probably will be. I feel like too much hinges on this for it to stink. And I'm kind of glad that they're going with somebody maybe that isn't quite (laughs) the visionary in in the sense that, um, like, Zack Snyder seems to be. You know, maybe this would be better off without a Zack Snyder-type influence. You know, even the... What was his name? David Ayer had... um, it's dark. Yeah, and and it, it I think Artistic. it re- it retained some Zack Snyder esque mm-hmm. visual cues and qualities. I don't expect to get that with a Matt Reeves movie based on what I've se- the limited stuff that he's made, and yeah. maybe that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, I would I would say that probably, um, just the success of Wonder Woman is going to push a lot of the DC films away from the. Zack Snyder color palette or stylistic choices. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I doubt that we're gonna see a lot of, and and especially if this is going to be a film that's taken like a, a prequel or 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 out of the current timeline of DC uh, extended universe stuff, it's going to give them the opportunity to be flexible and maybe change some of the tone. And I think that's that's only a good thing. I think. A little bit of diversity and uh, of, of tone in these films is a good thing for the uh, D- DC movies.
1: So they're gonna they're gonna do this trilogy, Ian, and then after that they're gonna do a fourth movie, kicking off the Batman Beyond franchise with Terry McGinnis as the main character, and I guess that's gonna usher in the next generation of DC heroes. It seems like they really want to keep propelling the DCU forward with new generations of the characters um which to me feels a bit more natural than kind of the the force-fed next generation that marvel wants to give us but i don't think warner brothers or dc is
0: concerned at all with the next generation of dc characters i think they're concerned with batman makes us a bajillion dollars what else can we do with batman they don't give a shit about what Superman and Green Lantern and the Flash look like in fifty years they're like who's beyond Batman's beyond that's what matters. They don't give a shit about furthering the d c universe if that's they care all- about cash money and Batman makes cash money
1: well then why don't they just keep making regular Batman stuff? Why would they go to Batman beyond they're, they're- because you can't you can't
0: go to the well too often oh is that right but you can do batman beyond because it is it's a really good completely different concept
1: why can't they go to the well more like i don't they've how many iterations of batman have we had that's why
2: they're gonna do this because it's gonna be a wildly different kind of thing so when they do go back to the well and recast batman as somebody other than ben because it's because it's still
0: gonna be Bruce Wayne's Batman, which is why Batman Beyond was so successful Bruce. because it was based on Bruce Timm's artwork, it was still Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne. It worked, right? It was still it was still the Batman that everybody recognized. Yep. Along with being a really cool take on what Batman's like, you know, 50 years in the future. But
2: but it's also a way for them to organically be able to reboot if they need to and, because they would have t- told the Batman story to the the Bruce Wayne Batman story to its end. Right.
0: And bottom line, they're not they're not gearing up for Superman Beyond. They're not gearing up for Flash Beyond. They're, be, it not, they're not even doing Wonder Woman Beyond. Like a on... beloved Wonder Woman. They're doing Batman Beyond. Well, Wonder because Woman Batman is, is guaranteed God, so. cash. Isn't there
2: a um Isn't there a beyond universe in the DCU? Like it isn't that a legit yeah, thing ex- that happens? They, yeah,
0: they've expanded
2: Well but it's all been expanded on Batman Beyond.
0: It's right, all yeah. from the Batman Beyond cartoon.
2: And I know that some of the stuff in Justice League Unlimited tied those two things together mm-hmm. and you get to see some of the future iterations of Oh,
0: Batman Beyond is part of the current DC comics continuity.
2: Right, right. Yeah, that's that's kinda also what I was like, asking. Yeah. I thought they made comic books in that Beyond universe. Yeah. That had other yeah, are but, those any good? Do you have um, you ever checked any of yeah, them? Yeah, it's a or?
0: yeah. I've, I read. Um, I got a couple arcs of Batman Beyond. It's 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 fine. It's okay. I don't think it has. I think they always want to do a little bit too much with it. Yeah. Um, the Batman Beyond animated series worked. I think it worked best because it was a little more streamlined. They didn't have the breadth of, of a long running monthly comic to be able to tell, all these different stories and branch out into well. This is what happened to Batman. What happened to Superman? What happened to Flash? What happened to all this other stuff? Batman Beyond was really streamlined. This is what happened to Batman and the Rogues Gallery, to Batgirl, to Nightwing. Mm -hmm. And that's what made the animated series work. So I think it could also work in the movies, especially if that comes out after there's been an established continuity of Ben Affleck's Batman, whoever uh Jared Leto's Robin was that got killed um the Tim Drake that follows them up I would love to see a live action Tim Drake because we're going to get a Nightwing mm-hmm. so it stands to believe if it fall if it follows like it should at some point in this trilogy we'll see a flashback to uh Jason Todd dying we'll see some we'll see a Nightwing cameo because he'll have his own movie by then and we should get a Tim Drake after that. I would hope. I think that would be... I would love to see They'll skip him and give you Damien. Maybe. But I would love to see... Even, even Damien. Like, I want to see a real movie Robin. Chris O'Donnell doesn't count. Like, I get it. He counts. But he doesn't really... He doesn't really You didn't count. like Chris O'Donnell? Um... I don't know he was he was, I okay. he was a little too
2: old to be Robin, yeah, yeah. he
0: was like twenty two still under the care of Bruce yeah. Wayne,'m i like he needs to be he needs to be a kid, like they need to take some spider man homecoming cues, make like give us they will Tim they will. Drake, give us a cast someone that can really pull off a teenager, yeah like a young I think teenager. they will. so uh yeah, I think
1: um like, Batman Beyond could could really work. I think so, too. And I do think that if it's successful, they'll try to branch out into, like, next version of Superman, next version of Green Lantern, whatever they want to do. Uh, and if it's not successful, they'll probably look at rebooting the whole thing. But that's probably, like, 15 years
2: away. Yeah,
0: but by then, it's probably time to reboot the whole thing.
2: I think they're giving themselves like a, a, like organic exit door by doing that because we will have seen this Bruce Wayne at that point. You know, three of those movies: Batman v Superman, two Justice League movies. What if
0: they do? I guess it would be really hard, Ben Affleck, if they do the Batman trilogy all at once. If they film it. Within three years, they do a Lord of the Rings style, release one each year. Why would they do that? Strike while the iron's hot. If they have a good product, they have a good cast. Come out with it, one it's a twerking. year. Yeah, yeah. Batman. Didn't we read Batman. something will about always that? be where they hot. wanted.
2: Um, they wanted to flood the market with Batman movies and one have a like, year. Yeah, yeah, something. But it was like uh, you like know, like five of them. Like Batgirl. Uh, Nightwing, Batman. Right. Um. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Oh no, I mean. I guess years. they could do that. But I don't yeah. know if they would.
0: Oh. Uh, it's, it's. It's all. Yeah. It's all speculation. I mean. They. Yeah. They could do that. Like that would allow them to. To get. More Ben Affleck Batman movies in, but you know, I also want to see a well done Justice League two. Like I don't want to burn Ben Affleck out. I don't want him to get to a point where he's like, uh, I'm tired. I'm
2: yeah. Out. If If he did, I think that if he did. A trilogy in a chunk like that, he probably would be done by the time they got mm-hmm. around to doing a Batman Beyond. He would look like the Bruce Wayne that we know from I, Batman I wish, Beyond. I
0: wish he was friendlier at panels. Like I wish he looked more. I wish he looked like he was enjoying himself a little more. Because all the all the panel video from San Diego Comic Con, you know, Gal Gadot is all smiles you know meeting little girls shaking hands taking pictures uh ezra miller is pulling little practical jokes on everyone he's laughing all the whole time does flash hat on he's excited to be there um kid that plays flash you know a lot of handshakes ezra miller? uh ray
2: ray fisher kid that plays uh, uh sorry
0: kid that plays i work yeah ray fisher a lot of big smiles shaking hands um Call Drogo... What's his real name? Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah, comes, I was like... He comes out on stage with the Trident. He does some, like, Trident spin, slams it on the ground. Like, they're all into this. And the whole time, Ben Affleck is just sitting at the table. Little grin on his face. Signs an autograph. Next, signs an autograph. Well, because... Next. He's so reserved. Ben
2: Affleck is legitimately the biggest star on that stage. He's Ben he's been a huge right. star he, he's for the like one 20 that's won years he's seen not only has he seen all this like dick sucking that they're giving these stars right now but he's also seen all those same people turn and stab him in the back and tweet <laughs> about his alcoholism <laughs> and his nanny fucking hey like so he's a little wrong jaded with alcoholism or nanny fucking hey, I'm not one of those people that looks down on any of that stuff. I'm just saying that he's jaded. He's seen all of this go sideways as fuck.
1: So, before we wrap it up, I would like to to end the episode with who would we like to be the villain in each of the three movies? Paul, you're going to start. Clayface
0: in number 1, Mr. Freeze in number 2, the Joker in number 3.
1: I like it, Ian.
2: The lizard, Doctor Octopus, <laughs> and Venom. Is that good? Is that good? Well, so that- all right. So the Batman analogs
0: are Man Bat. Uh, who would be Doc Ox Batman analog? Uh, someone that uses a mechanical. Uh, I guess it would. Firefly? It would,
2: no, it would probably be Mr. Freeze, right? Because he is yeah, mechanical Freeze. structure. Yeah, let's go with and that. Venom is and the And doc. the and uh, I was going to say Dr. So that a doctor? would be Joker. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: Dr. Victor Freeze. Dr. Octavius. Auto Octavius. Both Dr. I would I. definitely.
2: I think that at this point, I would do somebody different in the first one. It would be something. It would either be, uh, you know, like maybe a man bat or maybe somebody like the ventriloquist or some something different that we haven't yeah. seen before.
0: I'm big on shaking things up. Like, do a... You could do a scary Batman movie with the ventriloquist. Mm-hmm. that shit's fucked up.
2: Yeah. Like, so... I don't know. Wesker I don't know.
0: is crazy.
2: I think if you got, like, if you cast the right guy to... To do it. Yeah. And be real fucking crazy. Paul yeah. Giamatti could probably be a really good ventriloquist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt? Uh
1: Paul, I think you convinced me to not put the Joker in the first movie. Uh, outside of a... I like my idea of an opening sequence with the death of Jason Todd. We'll have the Joker there, but he doesn't count. The main villain... I'm
0: all, I'm all in with you that we, we see the Joker... Like, he's not completely
1: absent. Right. Yeah. But the main villain in the first movie is going to be the penguin. Then... Uh, which which kind of penguin? Uh, well, the gangster penguin. The real penguin.
0: The Iceberg Lounge yeah. owner money laundering penguin.
1: Yeah, the one that, like, behind closed doors is a vicious, evil, fucking nasty guy that will do horrible things to you and your family. I smart like that. yeah
2: that um, also has a trick umbrella
1: yeah right
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, how great is the line in that justice league trailer when alfred's like it doesn't it says something like it doesn't look like we're fighting people with blow up one longs for the anymore. days
1: when we would fight wind up penguins yeah. and whatever good stuff uh, this the third movie is going to be the joker so the second movie um I think, I think I'd think i probably, since you guys already said Mr. Freeze, I think I'll go with the Riddler because we haven't had a quality version of the Riddler in the movies yet. So, we had
2: Joker-lite.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's get a real Riddler. So we'll go Penguin, Riddler, Joker. We
2: had the Riddler pet detective. <laughs> <laughs> we did.
0: That's, I think that's pretty strong consensus from McSauce on what Ben Affleck and company should be doing, or I guess it, it's Matt Reeves and company should be doing with the Batman franchise. Thanks to everyone for listening tonight. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Go leave, go leave a review. Uh, leave How many us, stars, Paul? Leave us as many stars as you could possibly leave us. Um, iTunes is going to start. Uh, releasing analytics for podcast downloads so that's really going to go a long way to helping us so if you I'm haven't done that yet that. please take 10 seconds you don't need to write a comment card just mark us five stars if you like us or three stars if you think we're okay uh, but give us a rating uh, it's not going to take long those analytics are really going to help us figure out what's going on like how to uh, what's what's happening with the mix us podcast so uh, thank you very much for listening thanks for helping us out thanks for being loyal fans my name is Paul McGinty
1: Ian Sharpley Max Sal. we'll see you next time